To be a prophet, you must at least have two of the revelation gifts. You have to have at least one of the utterance gifts. You must have the gift of prophecy. He also needs to have... We're still in our series on the church, the office of a prophet. In Ephesians chapter 4, we'll be reading from verse 4, and it says that there is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in, uh, in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. This word perfect here means mature or mature man. All right, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slate of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. From whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplied according to the effectual working in the measure of every part making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So there's a purpose for the gifts. Hallelujah. And the gifts are going to stay there until we become perfect. Hallelujah. Until we acquire the knowledge of these things, amen, that are going to be brought by the gifts. The gifts are given by grace. The Bible says that when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. He gave gifts. They are gifts, which means we didn't work for them. We didn't end them. They were given freely by the master, amen. But gifts are developed. As we flow in the spirit of God, with, with the doorway into the supernatural under the New Testament, when we begin to pray in the spirit and talk in other tongues, the spirit of God, that begins to grow the things that are in us. We edify ourselves. We build up ourselves. We develop. We develop into the gifts. We develop our spiritual faculties. We develop into the gifts that the Lord has for each and every one of us. We, we've dealt with the office of, a, of an apostle. We're not dealing with the office of a prophet. Amen? Now, the word uh, translated prophet is the Greek word prophetes, now from prophemi. 
It means there are two words in that place, pro and, and for me. Pro says before or fought. And for me means to tell. So to tell beforehand that which shall be. Amen? All right? The prophet is one who tells beforehand things that will be. Or he speaks forth the mind of God in this moment. Praise God. He speaks forth God's mind in this moment. It's inspired utterance. Amen? That person is inspired to show forth God's mind in the moment. The prophet is an inspired foreteller of future events. He's inspired by the Holy Spirit. It must be the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, that person is in divination or witchcraft. You know, divination is also part of witchcraft anyway. Prophets in the kingdom of God are not diviners. The, the prophet speaks under the inspiration of the spirit of God as directed by the Lord. The prophet is also an interpreter of God's will or the mysteries of God. The mysteries as God reveals them. He sees into the realm of the spirit of things that God wants to say. The prophet is supposed to be God's mouthpiece. But I want to say this. The whole of the body of Christ speaks for God. What I mean by that is that God can use any part of the body to speak. Hallelujah. Now, the office of a prophet under the Old Testament operates differently from that under the New. Under the Old Testament, everything that was practically done was done by a prophet, especially as it had to do with Israel. The scriptures say that by Israel, by a prophet was Israel delivered, and by a prophet was Israel preserved. That was the Old Testament prophet. He was the go-to guy to hear from God. The first of the prophets was Abraham. God called him a, a, a prophet because he was a friend of God. Amen. And spoke the things that would be. Praise the Lord. Prophets speak, I've said that prophets speak under direct divine influence and inspiration. A prophet foretells future events. Prophets also exhort. They reprove. And they warn individuals or nations as ambassadors of God. There are two main offices that operate, that are considered ambassadors. The rest of us technically operate there, but officially the apostle and the prophet are the ambassadors. Praise God. Because there's a weight of responsibility. In, in the embassies of nations, is not everybody that is in that office that is the ambassador. Even though if you say anything from there to be considered coming from that nation. Do you understand? But what you say can be overruled by the ambassador by saying, I didn't say so. Praise God. And the president of a nation can always overrule the ambassador by calling him back and telling, apologizing that we didn't say so. He just spoke his own mind. And then they recall it. So Jesus holds the ultimate decision as to the functioning of the gifts in the body. 
But in the world as we are today, the Holy Ghost does that through the direction of the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Not that he doesn't have his own, he doesn't speak of himself. It's the things he hears, he speaks. All right? Now, he interprets hard things, hard sentences. The prophet interprets hard sentences by the Spirit of the Lord. Prophets are also watchmen. They are watchmen. They see and they warn the people. I, I, I was, I, while I was studying for this, I, I came across a commentary. He said that the prophets were threatening the people. <laughs> they, they exhort, <laughs> all right, they reproved, and they threatened, they were threatening people and nations. Prophets don't threaten people. If you remove the words of the prophet from God, then you can use such words. God does not threaten people. And God doesn't send the prophet to threaten anyone. God wants people. If you don't listen, judgment will come. It's not a threat. There are two things in the office of a prophet. Foretelling and foretelling. Every prophet in the kingdom of God has the ability to foretell and foretell. But the foretelling, he cannot, is not something that he can just do. Because you're talking about future events of what God has revealed. But he can, under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, foretell, change the course of events because he's a person in authority. The prophet does not speak his own thoughts but speaks what he or she hears or receives from God. This does not, however, mean that it is a mindless, overwhelming operation. You know, in, in the book of 1 Corinthians, in chapter 14, the Bible tells us that the spirit of a prophet is subject to the prophet. Now, there are situations where the spirit of God does things that will that you're out of it. An example is a trance. A trance is a secret is a sacred rapture of the mind, where the use of the senses are suspended by the spirit of the Lord in order to reveal something to that person. God takes over the mind. The spirit of God takes over the mind. And so the person is out of it. The external senses are not in use. Sometimes it's defined as somebody standing outside of himself to see something. It's a form of vision. Praise God. In Acts chapter 10, verse 9 to 16, which verse 10 really, Luke was talking about what happened to, the, to Apostle Peter on his way to the house of Cornelius. On the morrow as they went on their journey and they drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And, and he became very hungry and would have eaten, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance. Now, it was not that he fell because he was hungry. You understand? As they were preparing the food for him to eat, 
He was still there and then he fell into a trance. He fell into the trance. God took him into the trance. Praise God. And saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at the four corners and laid down to the earth wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, wild beasts and creeping things and fowls of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Which means his mind was still somewhat active in the situation. His soul was with him. So he could still argue, bring out a viewpoint. Because remember that the Jews could not, were not eating unclean things. And Peter was a Jew under Judaism when Jesus saved him. So even at this, the, doc, the indoctrination of the, Judaist, the, the Judeo customs, all right, and teachings of the law were still in him. Praise God. Because he's a natural Jew. We are spiritual Jews. Praise God. The word prophet under the Old Testament was also used as someone who was a friend of God. Like Abraham. Amen. Abraham was called a prophet. God was the one who called him a prophet. When Abimelech wanted to take his wife. He said, go to him, let him pray for you. For he is a prophet. Praise the Lord. So they speak the mind of God and they tell us things concerning the Lord. Amen. Now, the Old Testament, the prophet in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word that we used for that word was Abi or Nabi. They also called poets and people who did divination. They were all called prophets. But we don't, the Bible does not recognize anybody with a familiar spirit does not recognize all of those things. Does that mean that they cannot see? You know, I was talking about the spiritual highway. And I said, the spiritual highway, as it has to do with the earth, somebody with a familiar spirit can see. A familiar spirit can tell if you have $500 in your purse because he was with you when you were putting it in there. So when he comes to a place, he can tell somebody who is a medium of his operation what you have in your purse. That's not a prophet. Do you understand? Familiar spirits have this unique ability to tell what is in the past. A prophet can tell also because he spiritually awake and sensitive. So when you come near him, he can tell something about you. The Holy Ghost will reveal things about your spirit to him. The spirit of God knows what he is about to do. A familiar spirit can't tell what God is about to do. They are just standing and watching. That's where a prophet is different. The familiar spirit can't tell what the prophet is seeing because he has no access to it. The Holy Spirit tells the prophet 
the things that God wants to do in the earth. He can also tell him what the enemy is planning to do or what will be without saying where it's coming from. But he said, this is what is going to be and will tell him what to do. Hallelujah. Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dreams and had wisdom as to what to do. The word of wisdom as to what to do. To be a prophet, you must at least have two of the revelation gifts. You have to have at least one of the utterance gifts at work in you, if not all the utterance gifts, at least one of them. You must have the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy is equivalent to tongues, diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation. He also needs to have word of knowledge or word of wisdom at work in the person and the discerning, especially the discerning of spirits. He's able to see into the realm of the spirit and see things and be able to tell also what kind of spirit is in operation and what God wants him to say. So he has the revelation gifts at work in him and he has the utterance gifts at work also in the, in the person. Praise God. So you need two of these gifts working together to be equivalent to prophecy. Prophecy is for exhortation, is for edification, exhortation and comfort. Under the New Testament, God did not say that it is the prophets. God doesn't lead us by the prophets. He leads us by his spirit. And if a prophet is speaking by his spirit, we are to receive that counsel. Amen? But we ought to be able to judge between when a prophet is speaking and when the devil is speaking. When God is speaking through a man and when the devil is speaking. Jesus knew that. That was how, why, even though with the same mouth, Peter said, thou art the Christ. And he said, flesh and blood are not revealed it unto you. But my father that is in heaven, he acknowledged that. The next minute, Peter now said, far be it from you. He now became a prophet unto the master. And the master said, no, this one is the devil. So I rebuke you. Get behind me, Satan. Do you understand? He was talking to the same person, but he knew when God was talking through the person, and when the devil was talking through the person. That is the purpose or the place of teaching. The place of us. All these things we're saying is for us to be able to deserve. 